This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. This is Bunny Michael, and you're listening to Exo Higher Self Advice and Healing, the podcast where you ask me for advice and I help get you to the place within yourself where you already have the answer. The truth is we all have a deep wisdom inside of us that's not easy to access in a world of trauma, chaos, and bias conditioning. Connecting with your higher self is the process of peeling back those layers to recognize you've always been enough and you deserve so much more than you realize. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I hope that you're doing well and having a nice day so far. I'm feeling pretty worn out today because I just started this cardio kickboxing class and oh my gosh, it is so challenging. I'm someone who really likes a class setting when it comes to exercising because if someone is telling me to do something like kick a punching bag or do a burpee, I'm way more likely to do it than if I'm telling myself to. Plus, I love a supportive group setting. When when everybody's doing it together, it just makes it seem more possible. It's also a great place to meet new people and make new friends. I know as we get older, we aren't in school anymore. It feels harder to make new friends. And taking a class is a really great option to do that, actually. Before we get started... I just want to remind you that you can access bonus episodes and ad-free episodes when you sign up as a Patreon subscriber or an Apple subscriber. And now you can sign up and hear bonus content on Spotify, which is great news for us. The last bonus episode we put out was one where Kara and I were talking about our paths as artists and the struggles to stay in a creative zone or stay creative, motivated to be creative and what it actually means to be an artist. I also answer a Patreon subscriber's question on being insecure coming out of art school. So definitely check out the bonus episodes. It's just the place where I get a little more personal about my journey. My partner joins me on there. We talk about our relationship, all kinds of stuff like that. And it helps support the podcast, obviously, because we definitely need subscribers. And if you can rate and review the pod, that's always helpful as well. Okay, for today's episode, we are going to be addressing a listener question about dating, meeting people, um, wanting to meet someone, and wanting to feel desired by people. Specifically when you're somebody who is also 
unlearning societal conditioning around patriarchy, around, you know, what our culture, what our culture tells us we need to be like finding someone to be complete. So how do you balance these desires, these wants, while at the same time knowing maybe, maybe I shouldn't want this, or maybe it's wrong to like want to meet a man. All right. So let's get to the question. Hello there, sweet bunny. I'd like to share an experience from last night that stirred up emotions within me. To provide some context, about a month ago, I was chatting with this guy on a dating app. The conversation eventually dwindled and sensed, and I sensed he wasn't interested in me, so I stopped replying. Fast forward to last night when I discovered he's now romantically involved with one of my friends. Seeing them together triggered a complex mix of emotions within me. I felt a bit ashamed of these feelings because they truly have nothing to do with them. While I do find him attractive, I haven't formed a real connection with him. Meanwhile, my friend, whom I admire deeply, exudes warmth, beauty, and kindness. However, my initial thought was somewhat negative. Men will always gravitate toward women like her, not like me. This thought consumed me through the night. I spent the whole night comparing myself to her, and let's just say it wasn't a great time. I'm 27 years old, and I've been harboring some resentment over the limited attention I've received from men in my life. I understand this desire for male validation stems from patriarchal societal norms we navigate. I'm aware this doesn't give me worth. Still, it's a challenge to fully accept when I felt excluded from that realm for so long. Reflecting on my life, I've rarely been approached by men. This realization, in hindsight, carries a tinge of sadness. My interactions with guys often seem fueled by my own desperation, whether it involved joining dating apps or seeking introductions from friends. Essentially, like any other human, I yearn to feel desired. I just want to feel wanted, you know? Like walk into a party and catch someone's eye. I've created an unfortunate distinction between women who are perceived as attractive and those like myself who go unnoticed. I'm left feeling invisible, unattractive, undesirable, and dull. I recognize this perspective is unhealthy, yet it's tough to shake off. Just to clarify, these feelings don't bother me all the time. In fact, there's a sense of relief when I hear my friends lament about their difficult relationships. But there are moments when I lie alone in bed and nagging question emerges. Is there something wrong with me? Even worse, I sometimes find myself comparing my worth to that of other women. My goal is to address this matter from a place of higher self-awareness. How can I embrace self-love and the love already present in my life without diminishing my own worth? I believe in love. I've encountered it in familial relationships friendships, and my connection with myself, yet there is this void that persists, and accepting that it might remain unfulfilled is a difficult realization. It's challenging to reconcile with the notion that perhaps romantic love might not be for me. Even then, with that understanding, the sadness and frustration hang around, making me feel like I'm not pretty enough, smart enough, or whatever enough. So my question is, how can I approach this complex subject matter from a standpoint of self-compassion and personal growth? 
How can I surrender to the idea of loving myself and my life for what it is without belittling my own aspirations and desires? Thank you for your words and love. Hello, sweetheart. One of the misconceptions about being on a spiritual path or unlearning societal conditions conditioning is that once we understand we have learned hierarchical beliefs about beauty standards or patriarchy or classism or fat phobia, etc., then we won't still have those thoughts or anxieties. And if we do, we've obviously not been doing a very good job at our unlearning. Another misconception is that if we were truly grateful for what we had in our life, then we wouldn't want or desire anything else. I know there are so many people listening to this podcast that can relate to all of your feelings, that understand a romantic relationship won't complete them, but still want a romantic relationship, that understand patriarchal and sexist biases have trained people who are socialized as women to seek validation from men, but still want attention from men. Part of being a spirit, having a human experience is that we can hold these dichotomies within us, is that we can be aware of our higher selves, but not always make choices that reflect our self-worth or have thoughts that reflect our self-worth. There is nothing wrong with having desires. There's nothing wrong with wanting to feel wanted. But there is a difference between having those wants and making the mistake of believing that if you got what you wanted, you would stop struggling with feeling unworthy. That the fear that something is wrong with you would automatically go away. That you wouldn't lie in bed at night worried anymore. It's true that if you met the love of your life tomorrow, you might not lie in bed and worry about not being good enough because you haven't met anyone but your brain would find some other reason you're not good enough because that's what our conditioning tells us to do. We were trained to see the lack in ourselves. We were trained to feel that we weren't inherently worthy and that we have to prove our worth. And so our need for that proof comes in different forms at different times in our life. Think about it. There are people in this world who, if you saw what they had, you think, how could they possibly feel like their life is lacking? They have people that love them, more money they could ever spend, successful careers, fame, and yet still struggle and lie in bed feeling like something is wrong with me. I'm not good enough. And the reason is we've all been fed the same lie. That the key to happiness is A, B, and C. And once you have that, you'll always be happy. And then people get A, B, and C and realize, wait, why do I still feel so insecure? Why do I still feel so insecure when people are telling me I'm wonderful? Why do I feel so insecure when, when I have all of these fans or I have all of the success? Then there must be something really wrong with me if I still feel insecure. My point is, babe, that feeling desirable is less about some guy hitting on you at a bar or a party and more about knowing your power, knowing that there is no other you. It's not about attainment. It's about surrender, surrendering to your innate beauty, your magic, your divinity. It's 
owning the fact that you have always been enough and that even though those fearful thoughts pop in your mind, that doesn't mean they're telling the truth. It's reminding yourself of your value every day. It's getting in touch with your erotic power. It's funny to think about, but so much about feeling desired is really you desiring yourself. Because when you don't, you won't even notice someone noticing you. Or you will create a narrative in your mind about what people are thinking about you and then act accordingly. I mean, how do you know what people notice? How do you know what they're thinking? I found it interesting in your email when you were talking about talking to this guy on the app and you said you got a sense that he wasn't interested, so you stopped replying. And maybe that's true. Maybe he wasn't interested and maybe your senses were right. But maybe you also could have been making an assumption and you were the one that stopped replying to him. You were the one that stopped the conversation or the possibility. And when you tell yourself this story, that romantic love might not just be for me, I mean... I'm just going to have to call bullshit on that one, babe. I'm sorry. Like what? You're 27 years old. You're still young as hell. And all of a sudden, you know what the next decades of your life is going to look like. It's really funny how our insecurities and our fears and our conditioning make us such know-it-alls all of a sudden. Like all of a sudden, we know what the future is going to be for us. All of a sudden, we know what everybody's thinking in their minds. All of a sudden, we know... Um, that we're never going to have the stuff or never going to succeed or never going to be happy. It is so funny, like how our insecurities and our fears all of a sudden (laughs) make us think we know we have all of the answers. And babe, I hate to tell you this, but as someone who is in love and married, you think I'd always feel desired by my spouse. But unless I'm doing my own inner work and being nice to myself, I can make up whole stories in my head about how Kara is not attracted to me anymore or is tired of me or wishes they could meet someone new, etc. So as much as I am confident that you will meet someone you are compatible with when the time is right, I want you to be aware that it will only be a temporary fix for what is ultimately an issue with how you see yourself. You don't have to buy into those thoughts. You can call bullshit on them. Do you have a spiritual practice? Do you have any affirmations you say to yourself or do you write in a journal? For me, unless I remind myself every day that I'm worthy just for being me, I become so much more vulnerable to my conditioning taking me to that dark place. You are a wise, thoughtful, and beautiful human with a big heart. Dating isn't easy. Meeting someone compatible isn't easy. And then when you do, making it work isn't easy. So trust the timing of your experience. Give yourself reminders of how special and important and desirable you are. I promise you, your future is bright and full of possibility. Remember, to feel desirable is really about 
desiring yourself. It's really about letting yourself see how hot you are. <laughs> and being hot I'm t is so much less to do with how you look and how you feel about yourself. You can be, I don't know, the most attractive person to somebody else and feel like the most unattractive person to yourself. It is really about how you're speaking to yourself, the stories you're telling yourself, the, the way that you acknowledge yourself. You know, one of the things that really helped me was when I looked at my body in the mirror, like my naked body, and I would often say things that were not kind or point out these flaws. And then I realized like, first of all, the fact that I have this body is just so trippy and so amazing and like just so wild. It's just the, like just being alive is insane and, and so beautiful. And also the fact that we're shaped that our bodies are shaped based on our ancestry, based on all of this, all of these past lives that have built upon, upon each other to create the being, the physical form that we are, to think that our bodies hold all of that past within us, all of that lineage, those beautiful experiences, to think that we are part we are just animals like any other part of creation. I don't know. There's just so many ways to acknowledge your beauty. So many ways that are way beyond society's beauty standards. Beauty standards are such a tunnel vision on beauty. Seeing beauty is being able to see the full spectrum of beauty. That's real beauty. And it is true that not everybody can always see the full spectrum of beauty, but when you can see it, you will meet somebody who can really see you too. All right, babe, I'm sending you so much love. You're beautiful. You're desirable. You're a hot babe. You got this. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There are a lot of things that I want in this world. There are a lot of experiences I want to have, a lot of certain kinds of success, a lot of material things that I would like to possess at some point in the future. But I know that even though I want those things and even though they could give me a certain kind of happiness, they're not going to be what makes me like myself. It just doesn't work that way. 
If it worked that way, then people would not be so greedy and not want more and more and more. If it worked that way, then people wouldn't take the people in their life for granted. You know, it's not about accumulation. It's not about finding yourself outside of yourself. It's about seeing that you, yourself, is awesome. <laughs> it's just seeing that, like, wow, it's it's me. It's here. I'm here, and I, I and I'm I'm amazing, just for being me. I mean, what a miracle it is that I'm here. What a miracle of life that I am here. That I'm part of all of this, and that I can really enjoy myself enjoy the ways that I'm similar to people, enjoy the ways that I'm different from people. And that's really the key. It's not always easy to feel that way about yourself, but it becomes a lot easier if you commit to helping yourself feel like that, if you commit to connecting with your higher self, if you commit to changing those thoughts, bringing more awareness to them, calling bullshit on them. You can really change your life. I promise. All right, everybody. So do that. That's your homework. Tell yourself you're a hot babe. You know, JVN, the um, person on Queer Eye who I love, Jonathan Van Ness, they always make these videos on their Instagram that start with, you're a hot slut. And I just love that. It just feels very empowering to me. Um, oh yeah, which reminds me, I have a shirt called Nature Slut, and if you're interested in wearing that shirt, that makes I don't know that I don't, that makes me feel hot whenever I wear my Nature Slut shirt. So if you're interested, you know you can access all of my merchandise. I put a link in our show notes. I've got lots of different kinds of shirts that are empowering, so check them out. I love you so much and so does your higher self. I will see you soon. Take care. Bye.